I'm Joshua Potts, Mr. Pottsable, always with the brother with the same mother, Aaron Potts, Super Hot Potts, and you're watching and listening to the Two Black Runners podcast presented by the Running Report every single Two Black Two. What's good, baby? We are back. Season two of the Two Black Runners podcast, baby. We back. We made we it. Back. We made it, bro. Let's we go. I, I bet Come some of y'all on. thought we didn't. We weren't coming back, but we here. We here. We yes, back. Sir. We back in the studio. We we in person at least for this one. Hey. Aaron came down, had some festivities with the family, bro, and. Hey, it's, it's good to be back here on the Two Black Runners podcast. It's low-key. we got to get used to doing this yeah, every yeah. single week, get back into the grind. And there's going to be, I think there's going to be a lot of big things coming. There's obviously a lot of track news out here. But I think also, like, we want to give you guys a different feel this season. And one of those things, I'm just going to get into this right now. Loki, we're, we're going to go to what, what what we went through a little bit and talk about where we've been. But also, one thing we want to bring through to this season, we want to interview more athletes as well. But we want to bring people outside of the track world and start interviewing that type of space, too. And I think that can be interesting if we can land guests like that. But trying to bring more of these episodes for the real runs where you get to see just the perspective of two black runners and bringing people that are not really specifically in the track and field game to the track and field game and try and talk about that and just learn about the sport stuff like that yeah in the day like we're just two black runners out here you know what i mean and anybody we're not going to limit ourselves or box ourselves there's so many different types of people that we can bring to the interview and get some perspective in the running world social justice and so many things but we really want to keep in touch with you guys and you know get this started with the real ones like yeah, yeah i love those those episodes where we get to just sit down and talk track and fortunately you know when we started this it was in covid yeah. it was in covid and there wasn't much going on every once in a while there would be a track meet but for the most part we just did athlete interviews because there was nothing to talk about you know yeah in terms of the track world now ncaa's just came the olympic trials are coming next week olympics are coming and then there's some track meets in july some more diamond league meets so we're gonna have plenty to talk about not just with we'll still have guests but we're just gonna have plenty to talk about and i'm i'm excited for this season you know to keep it going and just see how the show develops to be honest are we doing 52 straight um we'll see We'll see. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> All I have to say to that, bro, make sure you guys follow us on Instagram at Two Black Runners and like keep up with us on there because we're gonna be posting like behind the scenes things. I want to start doing just more fun stuff on the story and with the post there on the Two Black Runners Instagram and also at the Running Report at underscore Running Report underscore and just keep up us keep up everything there and you'll be like updated whenever we drop a podcast or a new podcast coming out because there's honestly like definitely this summer for sure there's gonna be more and more. More content so you're gonna to want to keep up with everything and we'll be listed all down below in the description wherever you're listening to this and make sure you keep up but before we get into the ncaa news like bro like a lot of stuff happened while we Ooh. were going we're, we're, how long were we going like two three months like i almost aaron I almost died bro. yeah we didn't <laughs> yeah we really didn't expect to be out that long For but real. you know there's always gonna be bumps along the road and a lot of things that you know you can't really plan for and we still have so much going on and we're still in the early stages of what this podcast is and and, and what it can be yeah most definitely. so 
yeah, there's some delays. There's some setbacks. You know, some of you know, I know the real ones. Most of y'all listening, y'all know Joshua's appendix uh, crazy, rupture. Crazy. And this man was not right. He's doing a lot better right now. I'll for just say real, that. Bro. He's I, doing a lot better. I had to get a drain in my stomach for like 10 days. No, more than 10 days, like 15. I don't even know. For a long time, I was in the hospital. No, for 10 days, I was in the hospital for 10 days. And then I had to drain uh, something like that. It was, it was, it was wild. Like I really could have died. To be honest, like kind of lucky, but hey, it, it happens. We got we got through it. Got through the other side, and then just we were just been busy. We were able to go out to yeah. Kansas City, which was a real which was a real honor, and like commentate the trials of miles, uh, Kansas City qualifier, which was a once in a lifetime experience. Like if you guys haven't checked out our vlog on that on, on YouTube, that was fire. Go ahead, check that out. You get to see that whole experience and just how grateful we were to just have that opportunity. And I hope we get them get more opportunities like that in the future. And I think we will. I mean, we just got another opportunity too. Shout out to Sidious Mag. They put together this, uh, this basically this entire program for all of these new content creators. I mean, to our listeners here, I feel like everyone listening right now, y'all real ones. And a lot of y'all been following our journey and you've seen the rise of these YouTube meets. You've seen the rise of running podcasts and you know, seeing people like Colin Quigley, like now she's running for Lululemon, yeah. uh, Allison Felix running for Athleta. So there's been a lot of changes in the running world, and I'm just glad we get to be a part of this. But with this program, we're going to be taken to the Prefontaine Classic Ooh. in August. So expect another cool vlog yeah. from there. I don't know exactly what we'll be doing there, but I'm sure it's going to be dope. And we're, we're about to up our game. We're about to be meeting yeah. with people like Lewis Johnson, like Jeff Dingate. And some other other big names, and we're gonna learn from the greats, and we're gonna apply that here to the running report. So just continue to expect big things. Also, shout out, I mean, to the people watching on YouTube. Whoa, this camera throwing me off. <laughs> the people watching on YouTube, we got we got shirts, we got shirts, we gonna drop soon. Just waiting for the right time, but we are gonna make that announcement soon too. Yeah, big shout out to Chris Chavez, man, for helping us, for telling us about and like putting on together the magic boost and shout out to hayward magic as well it's definitely going to be dope to be able it's going to be a dope learning experience and really excited just i'm just excited to get started learning to be honest and be able to apply that here onto the running report here on two black runners and just give you guys the best content and keep on trying to push this push the sport forward as much as we can like this is really going to be it's going it's going to be an exciting time bro it's going to really it's going to be exciting time yeah and i, I mean after this, let's get into the pod. But I just wanted to say, too, like, Joshua, you said the whole thing was we're going to go 52 weeks straight and we're going to see how the people feel about us. And, you know, I think we got a, a, a great response from the people, man. At the end of this show, at the end of the day, you know, this show is for the people. It's for the athletes. It's to continue to push the culture forward, the culture of running, uh, the culture of black people within the sport. Um, and I feel like we're doing I feel like we, we've been doing those things, you know, and. and we got a lot of work to do. We're not there yet, but progress, bro. Progress, bro. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud of what we've done so far. Me too. I'm definitely proud. I'm, I'm excited where we're going to go next. I'm excited where we're going to go next. But one person that we just found out where they're going to go next here, we're filming this on Sunday, but this is breaking news to us, bro. Fred Curley. Fred Curley is not running the 400 at the Olympic trials. The 2019 U.S. champion in the 400 is not going to try and go to the 400 in the Olympics. That's number four all time in the event. Wow. You put, you put it like that. I'm pretty sure no, number four. He's, he's up there. Four he's like or six, five, something four, like six, that. Four, six, five. I don't know. I don't, I don't got he it. Top he, he top ten. He top ten. He top ten. And he's going to run the one and the two. 
Bro, what's your thoughts? Um, dude, I'm honestly speechless when I saw that. I mean, it really shakes up the 200. Because in the 200, we have Noah Lyles. Y'all know Noah Lyles doing his thing. He's expected to get gold this year. That's what we're putting that pressure on him. Most definitely. To get gold. But then you got Kenny Kenny Benerdeck. I'm probably, I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name. But this dude been going off the whole year as well. Uh, number, two in, number two in the world. And... Now we have Fred Curley entering the conversation. So what does this mean for Terrence Laird? All of you that just watched NCAAs, the world leader currently right now in the 200 with a 19-8-4, uh, I believe. 8-1. 8-1? Shoot. 8-1. Put respect on it. For real. Put but, like, what does that mean for him? He's coming off NCAAs until the trials. I know he's ran fast, but you always know with it's different at the pro level. So what is Fred Curley going to be able to run in the two? He hasn't ran under 20 this year, I believe, but... We know what type of strength he has from the 400. We know what type of speed he has because he ran like 991 in the 100. Yeah. So this really shakes up that shakes up that event. And the 200 is now open. You know, we just we're about to go into our takeaways, and one of them is Randolph Ross. Randolph Ross just ran 43.8. You know, so now the top three in the U.S. right now is Michael Norman, um, uh, Randolph Ross, and then uh, Noah Williams. So. Oh, my, like Michael Norman could be in college. You know, this could be an all-college team. Like all these guys are young. All these guys are young, bro. It's, it's crazy. Be, I think with Fred Curley, he's number three right now in the hundred. He's number twenty-three in the two hundred in in the in the world. His PR is twenty point two four. That's what he ran this year. So like his PR in the one hundred is nine nine one. I know he he was looking real speedy at the end of the season and. Be honest I, I don't know if this is i can't say if this was the wrong decision or right decision for his man because at the end of the day he knows his body the best and he thinks that this is going to give him the best opportunity to get there and if you guys listen to us like we we believe fred curley's a dog yeah. I, I believe fred curley's a dog and he's willing he's willing to go out his way to go get it but it i just think it's really going to be it, it makes it tough it makes it tough and it makes everything more interesting and it makes it more exciting for me to have to watch like all these rounds because he hasn't ran a ran a one or a two in a minute in a real long time so it's, it's going to be interesting like once we get there but i de definitely more things are going to be developing into next week we're going to do our, our olympic trials picks uh next week too you're going to see those onto the instagram we're going to have more top talk on that as well but you ready to get in these ncaa takeaways you got one more thing one for now let's get let's get into it. Fred Curley is a competitor at the end of the day, and he's gonna go out there and compete with the best. And he ain't scared of nobody. So don't don't be trying to think. I don't want to hear no Fred Curley slander. Like oh he don't want the smoke in the four. He's moving to the two, which <laughs> with the and the one, which yeah. is gonna be very hard to qualify in. So stop with the no smokes type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. He wants the smoke. He wants the smoke. He wants the smoke. Phase, sure. phase 19. That's what he said. Phase exactly. 19. He ready. He ready. He ready. But also, who else was ready were the collegiates, bro. The collegiates, the NCAAs were crazy. This four-day meet all the way across the board from the hammer throw to the javelin to the 100 to the 200 to the 4x4. We saw collegiate records go down. We saw some, some world leads. We saw some of the best performances, best racing of the year from the men and women in college and NCAAs. It was honestly 
complete. It, it was a great meet to watch on ESPN, but we we're gonna come away with our three biggest takeaways. My first takeaway, bro, is that the NCAA men's distance are like, they're built different, bro. Really I really are. feel like in the past couple years, but especially like since COVID, all these dudes must've been like hibernating or something because now these guys are really performing on like a world stage. Cooper Tier running 13-12. Now I know Jacob just ran like 12, 12 whatever, you know, but we don't, we don't have to talk about that. But for guys in the U.S. doing this, 13-12 and having Luis right behind him, like, it doesn't just happen like that every single year. Then even in the 15 as well with Cole Hawker and Yard and the Goose and Waleed Suleiman, like, people are really thinking that, like, all all Yard and the Goose and Cole Hawker especially could be the guys that make the Olympic team and are the people representing America. And, like, honestly, I would have not thought that in 2019. It's just so crazy how the ties have turned. Bro, it is... Definitely insane on the men's sides how fast these dudes are running. Like Cole Hawker ran a three, ran 335. Not to mention there's a high schooler ran 334, but he ran 335 <laughs> and came back and ran 1318. I'm looking at it right now. 1318 ranks him, 1318 ranks him number six in the US. For Cole Hawker running 1312, he's fourth in the US right now, bro. And let's not even go like the 10K. The 10K, there was about 10 guys, about 10 guys under 28 minutes. That's wild, man. That's insane. That's the like the That's fastest insane. 10K to memory on the college level. And I don't know what it is, but these college, the college uh, boys are running like professional men right now. And the times have just continued to drop. And I think it's just going to mean a very exciting Olympics. I mean, definitely in that 1500, it's hard to really say who's going to take it. I think yeah. there's so many guys we just saw at Stumptown in Portland, there were so many guys that ran that Olympic 334 to 336 time. So now we see Cole Hawker doing his thing. We'll get to that, which is my next take. We're going to my take. My my first take is Cole Hawker really is the real deal. Now, you know me. I've been a big Cole Hawker fan. I, I once said Cole Hawker was the favorite for the Olympic trial. That was that was horrible. I said he was the favorite, and people were like, yo, you stupid. That's a crazy, that's a crazy take. But even this, even this, that way it was a little, it was a little out there. I'll say that. But think about this. He ran a 335. He ran a 335 in a championship tactical race. It wasn't, yes, they ran fast, but it wasn't out from the gun from the get-go. And he made the correct moves and he closed in a 148. Now, these Olympic trials, I don't see somebody running 330. I don't think, I know Centro is in great shape and he's good. But the only person I've actually seen out kick Cole Hawker is Centro, the Olympic champion. That's the only person I've ever seen out kick this man, bro. True. So when it comes down to that race, he is just as good as Centro. I'm telling you, with the with the kick at the with the kick at the end, if it comes down, if he's there, if he's there, he's good enough to beat a lot of these guys and make the team. He is a real threat. There's no one, there's no one denying that, bro. Cole Hawker is his kick. I really feel like if he's in position. 100 meters to go, 1500 meter final. He's making the team. Like honestly, I don't care how fast. Wow, that's a bold statement though. If that's a bold statement. If he's in position, if he's if he's slingshotting 150 meters to go, 100 meters to go, I'm like, oh, he's in the bag. He's making top three. I don't see I don't see three other people beating him if he's in position last hundred meters to go and he's he's making top three i i don't deny that and another thing i couldn't die was tonight was my second biggest takeaway and that's the fact bro like i'm really gonna miss 
LSU social media team, bro. Right. Like they, were, I don't know for I don't me. Miss the whole squad. This year, they bro, LSU made like social media tracks so lit. They like, did. I, I'm right. telling you. They did. Look back at their posts, bro. Like, dude, did you see the thing LSU at the indoor championships when they got second places? One of the guys came up to the camera and he was like, "We gonna have to go to Oregon in the outdoor season, and we gonna win. We gonna go to their house and we gonna win." And then he did the same thing once he was at when he's at Oregon's house. I love and they're it. gritting over I love the field it. and everything. Like, bro, like this team that LSU had was so great. Six they had six individual wins, including in the four by one as well. Like they were Javon Harrison, Terrence Laird, Laird Squirrel, bro, like Sean Burrell. Like these dudes really put on a show and I'm I'm gonna miss LSU till next season. I do. I really love their team. I love the energy that they bring into every meet. Like everyone on their team from the men's side to the women's side. They dogs, bro. Yeah. Like they they don't play. And the women they didn't end up winning this year, but bro, the women's team is 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 just as good. Um unfortunately uh Tonia Tonia Marshall she got hurt in the in the one tens or something she couldn't race. But on both sides, you know, they really bring that energy and you know Shakari Richardson, she was just on the team. Mondo Duplantis, he could be on the team still. So they breed in, they they breed in dogs, they breed in beasts, world champions. Aaliyah Hobbs, we didn't even talk about Aaliyah Hobbs. She went to LSU, so they breed dogs. But my next my next uh, takeaway is North Carolina A and T is the real deal. Like I was super hyped on LSU this whole year, and I've been sleeping on North Carolina A and T, the HBCU. That took third. They took third on the men's side, fourth on the women's side. That's crazy. And you could not miss them. They were like in every single sprint event, bruh. Yeah. Like the four by one on the men's, I believe they took third. On the women's, they took fourth. They won the four by four. And then they had their individual guys killing it. Randolph Ross runs a world lead, 43-87. And now Curly's out? Now Curly's out? This is this is Michael. Pickens. This is Michael Norman's biggest challenger. This is Michael Norman's biggest challenger right now. So it's crazy to see them doing all these amazing, amazing things. But then we can't forget about Cam, Cambria Sturgis. She won the one and the two. I haven't even heard Good nobody number. talk about her being in the Bowerman talks. But now you got to put her in there. She ran 10.73, 22.12 in the 200. She's going to be a real contender at the Olympic trials. And, bro, she's only a sophomore. Randall Ross, I believe he's only a sophomore, too. I may be mistaken. But these... <laughs> North Carolina A&T is a real powerhouse. So high schoolers, consider HBCUs. Consider HBCUs. These dudes are going to change the game. I think a lot of people fell in love with North Carolina A&T this weekend. Yeah, bro. They've been there for a minute, bro. Remember Chris, Christopher Belcher, uh, Kayla, K- uh, Kayla Smith as well. Like North Carolina A&T has been doing their thing. Trevor Stewart has been doing it for like the past three years, I feel like. And he's really going to be a threat as well. And I can't believe they have two guys from North Carolina A&T that could be on, on the, the team. on the Olympic team, right? right. It's, it's going to be it's going to be uh, really spectacular to see. But my last takeaway has to be the fact that Carol Smith Gilbert, the USC USC the USC head coach, she's really we're just living in her world. We're living in her track world, bro. <laughs> USC really dominated on the women's side, bro. They're literally in every single. Now like you said North Carolina was in every single event. USC basically had double and North Carolina A&T had in every single sprint event. That's like they, they were, won. They were there in every single thing. The team is so deep. And now Smith Gilbert, she's going to go to Georgia. Like honestly, she t- she took a walk off championship win and she's 
packed up her things, said goodbye to LA and going to Georgia and trying to bring a national championship to there. Like, low-key, we're living in her world. I need to be coached by her, and I don't mean run sprints. <laughs> like, to be honest. Hey, and that that's a good that's a good uh, lead off to the next person's world we're living in. Her, we're we on her show. We watching it every every time she touches the track. Queen a thing a thing mo, doing her thing, coming away with another two two national records, bruh. Two national records. Runs 49, 49, five into four hundred, and then comes back and splits a forty eight. Texas A&M takes second. It just seems like every time she steps on the track, all eyes are on her. We're seeing her personality blossom more and more. And I feel like we haven't seen this type of hype uh, since like a Sydney McLaughlin. So I'm super excited for, for a thing to see what she's gonna do um, at the Olympic trials on that, on that next level stage, you know? Cause I think she is someone, she's been building for a long time. Like she's been beast since high school. Yeah. You know? And she's someone to put stock in right now, stock into right now, and I'm excited to see her up against uh, our girl Ajay up against Raven, and see what she can do there. And I think that's gonna really determine if she comes back or not. But either way, she's a bona fide superstar. Most, you can't deny that. Most definitely. All I gotta say about Thing Mo, like you guys already know, we say the name a lot. Thing Mo. I just wanna say the fact of like, bro, we've been saying that she gonna be on the four by four. Like, don't act like y'all. Some of y'all, y'all heard like, it here first. Some of y'all acting like that's new news. Y'all like, heard it here we were first. talking about that in the indoor before indoors. Once she ran like the first four hundred, we were talking about that. She gonna be on the four by four if she doesn't make it to eight or not. But honestly, I think she gonna make it in the eight. Like, I feel like we can't deny it anymore. Like, she's she's gonna be there. She's gonna be there, and it's it's exciting to watch her watch her race, bro. She's gonna be around for a really really long time bro and moving on to to our next segment bro more than the pr another thing that's trying to be wrong for a long time the dude that was saving it like time after time after time again was russell dinkins man russell dinkins one of our guys bro went out there he helped save brown university was a big factor in helping save clemson and he wanted to speak that that story more of the impact that it has for college track and field and opportunities and what he did so he went out there tried to make the olympic trials wasn't able to get to the time that he wanted to because he wasn't really running before that and he's really he sent out a tweet thread i really just want to talk about a little bit because he went out there was just saying how i'm pretty emotionally drained i poured a lot of my life force into this work and it pains me to say i don't know what i have the bandwidth to continue that's why i want that's why i wanted one final major way to contribute to the movement then he went on to say that this work will require a structure and institutional support in the coming weeks i'll be working to figure out what that might look like so i all that to really say like hats off to russell he did some great things he tried to make the olympic trials to speak onto a bigger stage didn't get to accomplish that but bro you still a king in our eyes bro and like aaron he really did do some amazing things off the track this year he really did man and i think we got to give our leaders like in this community and in this space we really got to make sure we're giving our leaders are their flowers and we're giving them also not just their flowers but our support mm. you know we talk a lot about all the amazing things Russell has been doing and he has a great team that's beside him working with him to accomplish these goals but when you're doing something that that's something that's so larger and bigger than you that can be very mentally and emotionally draining to even have to continue like bringing it up and talking about it going from podcast to podcast traveling from state to state and this man even put his body on the line yeah you know he hasn't he wasn't really playing the olympic trials he was like you know what 
I'm doing this not for my own sake. I'm doing this for track and field. I am doing this for the culture, for the culture of track and field, for the culture of all these uh, minorities and black people to, that have opportunities, get scholarships and education and how important that is. So really want to give Russell his flowers, but also just as we move forward and he speaks out more on what we can do to prevent these ADs from trying to take an easy way out and cut these track team and track teams and eliminate these opportunities. Let's do everything we can to support him and to uplift him. So it's not just on one person. So mm. they're not uh, mentally mentally drained and they're able to do these amazing things that we need them that we that we need to be done to protect our sport. Yeah, most definitely. I want you guys to all you guys should all check out that thread that he put out, Dancing Dinks. That's him on Twitter. Don't and really follow. what he what he really did and like I really admire him for how like how hard he was trying. He he ran at Portland Track Festival, he ran at Stumptown. I believe he did a race. Oh, he did the race at the Trials of Miles in, in New York at Ithaca, Ithaca Stadium. Then he did another race uh too. And like he really with the first race he ran, he ran like like one fifty three, then automatically just went down to one forty eight. Like the dude was progressing yeah. there at eight hundred and it was a nice story to see but I, I really and to see the impact of Clemson that they had on a national championship I know they weren't out there scoring major team points but, but they had a the, lot of I know but to there. see the, all the Clemson jerseys I believe they finished fifth place fifth or sixth place in the four by one as well on the men's side but it wasn't like like to say that say that the Clemson's men's team would be gone is just so ridiculous because there were so many there was Clemson athletes at the national championship yeah. at the highest stage that you can be. This is the, this is the second highest stage in the U.S. next to the U.S. Olympic trials. Like honestly, like if there's no if there's no world championship that that year or no major championship, NCAA's are just as a big of an event than the U.S. championship. They probably mean more in a lot of more cases than the U.S. championship if there's no major world championship. So to have like that many clips athletes even there in the preliminaries as well and still still getting it done, it was absolutely ridiculous that this happened. And like Aaron, you're saying like we do need to put into put make sure we support these people and really listen to their perspective as well. Like if you're not if you're not willing to support or something, I don't know why you wouldn't. But you gotta make sure you listen to the perspective and really hear these people out because this stuff that he's talking about and pouring himself into, he's doing it too because it's important. And if it's that important to somebody, we should kind of listen to it at least for a second. You feel me? Yeah, and he's effective. He's effective in what he's done. He's proven time and time out that there, you know, that you can save these teams. I mean, they shouldn't have to be being saved. Yeah. But they, he's proving like they shouldn't be cut. What these people are doing is unfair. He's proved it time in and time out again. And if he's saying that these people are gonna try again in a couple years or from what he's hearing, then we need to we need to listen if you really if you really for the culture. So we need to listen and it's and as running report, it's our responsibility to cover it, to cover it, to uplift it. Um and so yeah, Russell, you always know you're welcome with the two black runners, bruh. For sure. But for sure. we appreciate you, bruh, for real. For most real. definitely, definitely most definitely appreciate you, Russell, man. And as we come out we also got to talk about some other stuff, bro. We got to talk about some more track news like Aaron was saying, bro. There's a lot of track news. There's a lot of stuff that's been happening, especially in the month of June, bro. The month of June, it's, we only in like, we're not even midway in June yet. It has been crazy. Like, honestly, so we got to come out with some of our false start statements. These are our statements that are kind of just a little bit out there. You may, everybody may not agree about them. There's some big, wild takes. 
and the other person is really just going to decide if that's a false start or not. If it's a false start, that means that claim is too early, it's whack, it doesn't make sense. If it's not a false start, it's valid, it's fired. That will probably happen. And one thing that I really want to make to you, this this take, listen up, I, I need you to hear this, bro. Safana San, you know her? You I mean, heard of her? I, I, I mean, yeah. She, yeah, she be doing her thing. She, you know, she, she had the world record for a second. 10,000 meter, 10,000 meter world record. What, 3106? She went out there, did her thing. Next week, came out, ran the 1500. 353. 353. Nasty. Be Faith Kip Yegon. 2016. That, that's an Olympic champion? Olympic champion. Uh oh. Safana San, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Safana San is the best talent in track and field. Is that a false start? She's the best talent in track and field, straight up. Period, men, women, just period. Period, best talent in track and field. Tell me Ooh, different. I mean, tell me different. She definitely has the best range. I mean, that, that, that's a hard one. That's a hard one to argue against. Number two all time in the 10K, number six all time in the 15. And shoot, we could look her up in the 5K, but I know she probably up there. <laughs> she might break 14 one day. I mean, I don't think there's anybody really out there that has the type of range, like world record type of range in the 10K, in the 15, in the 5K. There isn't. And and, and, and let's stop, let, let, like hold up, pause, wait, er, er, let's stop. Let's stop with the super shoes. Let's stop, let's stop with, let's stop That's, with they the- They were thinking that. Let's stop with the super shoes. They were thinking that. Let's stop with the with the doping allegations. Like, on, I'm over it, I'm over it. Like, she got a new coach. She got a new coach. And to anybody just that just says anything about the the super shoes, like I'ma just I'ma just be, is this a false start? You stupid, <laughs> okay? You dumb. Cause think about it, like if we gonna do this, if we gonna do this, are we gonna are we gonna start taking away records? Cause people used to run on dirt tracks, you know. Hobbs Kessler just beat a record, beat a bro a record by Jim Run that was on a dirt track in his in his in his, in his letter spikes. Shit is shit, Hobbs Kessler's. Should his uh, record not count no more? Bro, technologies are going to improve. Coaches are going to improve. Everything is going to improve, and times are going to be faster. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean the times right now don't matter. I think some of y'all just salty. I see what y'all be tweeting on Twitter, too. Ooh. I be seeing. I ain't going to call you out, but you know who you are. I see what you've been come saying. On, come on. Girl, you know who it is. <laughs> y'all know who it is, you know? Come on. Come on. Come on, Simmons, man. Don't be doing that, <laughs> Whoa! Hey, I'm just saying, bro. He, hey, he trying to talk. He's like, yo, Hobb Kessler is not. His time isn't faster than mine because he got the spike. Stop, bro. Stop. He didn't just, say. He said that. He said that, bro. We can oh, pull wow. up. We got. I got receipts. I see that. Let me. I got receipts. But let's move on to the next. The next one. <laughs> you were coming to show, Nick. Yeah, he. Yeah, for sure, bro. But the next one, you know, speaking of Twitter, our favorite, my my favorite athlete right now, my favorite athlete in the track and field game right now. Shakari Richardson. She just tweeted out the other day, "My presence in the track game making history happen. No need for a thank you. Like a straight savage. Like a straight savage." And she tweeted this the same day Shelly Ann Fraser Price ran the second fastest time of all time in 10:63. So, is it a false start to say that Shakari Richardson played a part in Shelly Ann Fraser's 10:63 100 number two of all time? I I will say this. I will say this. To Shelly Ann, that's a false start. To me, that ain't a false start. Cause I'm looking at Shelly Ann's perspective and a lot of these pro athletes' perspective. Their their mindset is constantly, I got tunnel vision. I don't really think about the outside things. Like I'm just doing that. Like come on, come on. Shelly Ann may not think like that, but but 
I don't know. A lot of people think like that. We, we've talked to a lot of athletes. A lot of athletes, they, they say that. But when you really think about it, I feel like she set the tone. Yep. She set the That's tone say. at Miramar and was all like, it's Olympic year. Let me remind y'all. Mm-hmm. Let me remind y'all it's an Olympic year and I'm going to come out here and, and run this number four U.S. time of all time, and that's like that's number six. That's number six all time. So she set the tone and let everybody know that we have to run fast, and you're gonna have to run faster than 10.72 to beat me. Then Shelly Ann was all like, "All right, I got my mom, I got my mommy powers, so I'm gonna come out here. Jeez. I got that strength with me. Hey. Let me be the let me be the second person to be a three-time Olympic 100 meter champion, just like my country made same Bolt." And she gonna try and get it done. It's not just about the times, it's about the energy. It's about her presence in the game. Like she said, she ain't talking about because of her times. It's the energy she brings every time yeah. to the track. If you, the energy, it's like you saying both. What he was doing, you know, putting his hands up and the energy he just brought, it just raises the level for everybody. You know, like if she's running 10-7, she's running number six time of all time. You gotta run the number five time. Mm-hmm. And she did it first, so yeah. She set the tone, and she's been telling everybody what she gonna do, and she don't care what y'all think. So I do think I do think it played a part in it, bro. I'm not saying she in her head, but all I'm saying is the energy that she's putting out into the world, it's making people run faster, bro. It's affecting it, and you gonna remember the name. You gonna remember the name she carried. All right, bro. We talking about legends. We just talking about legends. Shelly Ann Fraser Price. Talk about the legend Usain Bolt. Another person that was a legend. Back in that was that was a legend. Back in Saint Bolt's time on the track was Mo Farah. Mo Farah competed this past in June, early June. And I, I can't remember the names, the name of the names at right my top of my head, but it was the Britain, it was the Britain trials for the 10K. Finished go. second place to Mark Scott. It's didn't get, get the disrespectful. Didn't now. get the Olympic standard. He has to run another hey, 10K. Hey, he hey. wanna get there. He hasn't done it yet. But I'm just saying, bro, I've been saying this since last year. When he announced that he was going to run the 10K at the Olympics, what did I tell you? I told you. Don't even answer. What did I tell you? He is not going <laughs> to medal in the 10K at the Olympics. He's not going to medal. I'm, I ain't counting out that he's going to get there. He's probably going to get there some way, somehow. They're going to make Mo Farah get to the Olympics. You feel me? They, he got to get in. He's fast. But will he medal in the 10K at the Olympics? No. Is that a false start? I mean, I'm still not gonna count out. I'm, hey, I'm gonna ride with it. I'm gonna ride with it. I'm gonna ride with Mo. It's a false start, huh? Is it a false start? I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say to say that. Basically, you got no faith in him. You got no faith. No, in him. You got no, no faith. okay. I'll put no legs. Mo far. Uh, wait, is your so Mo far? I don't know. I think it's just kind of disrespectful, man. It's kind of disrespectful, man. This man is a is a two-time it. Olympic champion, the five k and the ten k. I know. You nice. Okay, now, nice. now, if you didn't know, that race that race he ran earlier this year, he had a little niggle. He had a little niggle in his ankle. Come Let on, him bro. get that straight. Because all I know yeah. is championship season, this boy come. He come ready. He come correct. And all I know, all I know is he that. Come correct. All I know is that Galen Rupp's running the marathon this year. That's all I know, too. Nowhere Mo Farah should be. I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna say that. That's kind of disrespectful. Nah, that's I'm, not gonna, start. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say where nah, he should. Nah, you need to should, come. I'm not, I'm not gonna say where all he right. should be. Now, but all I'm saying is that Galen Ruff is running the marathon this year because he doesn't think he he has what it takes. To, well, he, he said that. He said that if he stop, stop, he stop. said that if he if he stop. runs at the Olympic trials in the 10K, don't he, compare. He never, it doesn't count anything out. How many gold medals he got? Mo, Galen Ruff, a great, a great, a great 10K 10K runner. 
is running the marathon. He ain't Mo, Mofar was running the marathon. He ain't this, I though. I think he's still great. He ain't this, I though. think he'll still be great in the marathon. He That's what I'm saying. He ain't the Mobot, though. But, you know, speaking of, we'll move on to another athlete, you know. Uh, does Matthew Centrus deserve an apology from the track world? So, so we gonna disrespect Will Farmer, but we gotta give Central an apology. We gotta give Central an apology. We gotta you say do. sorry. You do. You, you do. think we? You think we should give Central after how disrespectful we are to Mo Farah, a, a four-time Olympic champion? I mean, but we got we gotta be. But we gotta say sorry to Central. We gotta I mean, say sorry to Central for what? So we gotta say sorry. Is that a false start? Does the does do we owe an apology to Central? Does the track world? Oh, apology to, to Matthew Centrowitz. Yes. Yes, that is not a false start. We Why? Really do. We really do. Why? Because we have these 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 people out here on, out here on social media were really robbing us of, of the central that we could have been seeing for the past six months. What do you, you see? Mean? You see the central that we're seeing on social media now, clapping back at Craig Angles, posting, going back to posting some Godfather things on his story, really flexing, showing us some swag. Like, we didn't have that central before, and we had all these people on social media telling them that you're up next, your move. Like, come on, man. This is the 2016 Olympic champion. You ain't gonna talk to him Stop, like that? Bro. You gonna talk to him like that? Like, oh, we're going to just say to Mo Farah. <laughs> what did Mo Farah do in 2019? Mo, Matthew Centrowitz was out here. some good marathons. 10Ks? Exactly. Matthew Centrowitz was running some good 15s in 2019. He was the top finisher for U.S. at the World Championships in the 15. The man has some credibility to his name. And now we coming out You're talking here about credibility, though? On the track. He's been on the track. He's never been off the track. He's never been off the track. He went out there, ran a great 800 workout at Stumptown. Went out and ran at 335 while we were going. And then he also ran a 146. Like, bro. We need to apologize uh, to this man. No. This dude is the favorite to win the Olympic trials. No. And like we can't get that mistaken. All I'm saying, I don't think you we he don't deserve an apology. Mo Farah ran twenty seven. He didn't even run the Olympic the Olympic standards. So now you're saying that he ain't gonna make it. He ain't I've been a medal. That. I've been so now that. you're saying he ain't gonna medal. So Central was running one fifty one and people were saying he was running bad. So he was. This was his, this was Mo Farah's first ten K. there's no apology needed, bruh. No, if he was hurt, I'll, you, I, hey, you, hurt, called, hurt. you called this man cilantro, bro, on the podcast. Bro, my I had tacos that day. <laughs> I had tacos. Bro, once Centro see you in person, once y'all interact, he may be throwing hands. I'm just letting you know, bro. I ain't going for it. Hey, bro, you. it's all love, bro. It's all love. It's all love, bro. Another crazy take that I heard, I saw on Twitter that we really just got to talk about, bro, was Nick Willis. Nick Willis, love the guy. Uh, uh, love the guy, man, and I really want Nick Willis on the podcast because I just want to talk more about track to him, just like anything, to be honest. Scott. Nick Willis seems cool. I want to talk to him about it. But this take right here on the U.S. Olympic Trials 1,500-meter predictions, I don't know if I can agree with this one, Nick. Like, for real. Nick Willis, I don't know about this one. He said his sports predictions, he has Nagoose coming first, Matthew Centrowitz, then Hobbs Kessler. And he basically said it's going to go down because Nagoose will not lead from the gun this time. He learned his mistake, and Hawker getting boxed won't be won't be as easy to get out in the deeper field, and Hobbs will sneak past three guys in the final 20 meters. And basically saying, uh, Centro's going to be in position, and he's going to get there because he's Matthew Centrowitz. But he's basically just discounting the guys like, well, Cole Hawker. Cole Hawker, we got Craig Ingles, Josh Thompson, Henry Wynn, who, who also ran great. Uh, there's, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that are still in the running, but... 
Is this a false start that Nick Willis prediction of hey, man. the Goose syndrome, Kessler? Hey, it sounds like a dream, bro. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. That that That's cool. I mean, I'll say this about the 1500. It's really hard to predict right now. I would say for sure, Centro is going to be in there. You know, that's a, that's a guarantee. But to kick out Angles, Josh Thompson, and put a high schooler and a college kid in there, that, that, I don't know. I don't know. That sounds a little wild. If, I would love to see Hobbs Kessler make it. But let's also say this. I, I'm going to say this is a false start by you, Nick Willis. But I'll also say this. This man trains with Kessler. True. He trains with Hobbs Kessler. Nick Simmons, what is he known for? Sitting. Sitting and kicking, but also he's what? One of the best tacticians. But, yeah. Best tacticians out there. Always finds a way to medal to be in the race. He trains with Kessler. So he telling Kessler what to do and how to run the race. So don't let's not sleep on that. You know, you remember where you heard that first? Oh, you said Simmons. That's why I said sitting. You said you said Simmons. Oh my bad. That's why I said sit. I just wanted to clear that up just for people to know that we oh. know we know who Nick Willis is. Oh my fault. Wait, did you think it was Nick Simmons the entire time? I didn't know I said that. <laughs> oh. I didn't know. I, I didn't realize I said that. My bad. My bad. You live in my head ran free, I guess. No, but for, but for real, Nick Willis, that's that's a false start. I'm being honest with you. That's a false start. I can't make that I can't make that claim right now, most definitely. I think I will definitely have to see that quarterfinals, semifinals first as well. But like, bro, like I really do feel like I don't think Hawker's gonna get as boxed as we as boxed as he think he is. I think he, he knows how to race. Be honest, it's gonna be there, and the, to knock angles out. Like I would, I'm more. That's hard. That's hard to say. I'm man. more confident. My confidence level of Craig Angles and Centro making the team is like an eight compared to Hawker, Nagoose, and Kessler, which is like down to like a five. But I really feel like Angles and Centro. My confidence level is all the way at the eight. So I can't really, I can't go I'm, with that. I'm honestly really interested because, like, I guess I don't know. Kessler's low-key been in a decent amount of pro races. And, you know, his first pro race that he was in was one of the Trials of Miles meets. And he fell, you know. And I think he learned I think he learned a lot from that race. And then going into, well, I mean, we saw it at, mm. at Portland. You know, like a lot of people watched that race and didn't notice that there was a high schooler in there because he was running like such a pro. So I wonder how his experience is going to be, like, Maybe he hasn't raced that many pro races, but like he trains, he trains like a high schooler, but like he trains with pros all the time. Yeah. So I think there is an advantage to that. So I am really interested that he has that confidence, that much confidence in Kessler that he really thinks that this dude is going to make the team. That would be, and honestly, like if he made it, I'm going to be rooting for him because it would be dope if he did make it to be that young and to make it in the, in the 15, I feel like it's so much different than Cindy McLaughlin making it. 16 to the four in the 400 meter hurdles that's also crazy too but like being that young and making it in the 1500 and the 1500 i feel like you don't really see that at often as long as if they're african or if they're if they're from africa or another country like that's when that usually happens but to be to do that in the distance is something that we really don't see in the states and it does happen in the sprints every once in a while for the alice and felix or cindy mclaughlin but in the in this distance that's it's really Jim, Jim Ryan, of. like that's the last person who's that's been that young making it in like the 15. So 
yeah, it's, it's, gonna, it's gonna be crazy times, very these times. But what's also crazy is the things off the track, which is a new segment that we kind of want to start bringing in. As we we're talking about at the beginning of the episode, we want to start bringing in more people that aren't really in the track world. But this is still kind of about track. It, it kind of certainly is. But it's our off the track segment. They really where we talk about anything and everything that we really talk want to talk about in pop culture. And the one of the biggest things that happened in June was just the fact that Tiffany Haddish is gonna be playing a biopic of Flojo, of Florence Griffith Jr., of Joyner. Like, this is this is pretty big. Yeah, this is right. pretty big. Flojo is a big, is a big, like, character in track and field, like, history, especially U.S. history and just, like, the style icon that she was, bro. And there was a lot of slander. There was a lot of slander, bro. And to personally, I'm on, like, let's give, let's give, uh, let's give Tiffany Hatch a chance. And I just feel like there's a lot of hate towards Tiffany Haddish. Like, people just don't like her as, like, a comedian that much. But, like... She's funny, bro. I know. I like her. I like her as a comedian. But people... Some people just do not like Tiffany Haddish at all. There's a lot of hate coming towards this. I think let's give her a chance. She gotta do good. She gotta do good in this role. Hey, bro. man. For me, I am just happy that there's a a, a Flojo. A Flojo Biopic. Bi um, what's it called? I'm sorry. Biopic. Biopic. <laughs> a Flojo Biopic <laughs> that is actually, like, coming out... And I think that the fact, you know, Tiffany Haddish is doing it. Um, I mean, maybe we could get her on the podcast. You know, that'd be dope. But uh, the fact that the fact that she gamer. is doing it, you know, that's gonna get people to watch it. Whereas if like, yeah, there are a lot of actors, actresses that could play this role. I mean, maybe some would think they're more like suited for like a track and field role. Like, like that's what that's what hella disrespectful to me is like. How everyone just like, you know, like y'all basically saying she ain't in shape enough. Yo, that's basically Whoa. what y'all be saying. Whoa. That's kind of respectful. She could get in shape though. Exactly, bro. But like the fact that it is T Tiffany Haddish, like a lot of people know Tiffany Haddish, that's going to bring a lot of eyes to it. And it, this isn't DK Metcalf running the 100. Like this is a, this is not real. Like it's a movie. So like she can, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So she could learn. She could, she could learn, you know, the form and. All, all of those little things, like she can learn. I don't know. Maybe she ran track she, at some point in her life. She can't be like Swati in that in that music video. You see that? She had cleats on. She had cleats, soccer cleats on on the track. Somebody, and she said she ran it. She said she ran it in high school. Well, that's the that's the director fault. Or something. <laughs> Somebody who did that. They just didn't have spice. She should just did it with her shoes on. Or she, someone was like, "Yo, can someone go get spice?" And she came. Hey, out that should have been Hoka's chance, bro. Y'all should have, y'all should have got on that. Hey, be honest. But also too, I will say about uh, Tiffany Haddish. If you guys haven't seen her, because people are saying she's a comedian, she don't do serious roles. Let's take on this on too. Like a lot of comedians do good in serious roles, because I think they're able to really like dig into that of themselves, and they're like, I, they're really connected with themselves, and I think be able to get through it. But also, if you guys haven't seen uh, the CJ Madam Walker uh, yeah, Walker series, she's in that, and she's playing like a more serious role, and, t and she does a good job in that series. So if you guys haven't checked that out on Netflix. I would recommend checking that out and seeing how she plays in that role, and, and I think it's I think it's gonna be good. And also, Al Joyner is like he's producing and helping on the movie, so like he he was married to Flo Jo, so like he gonna know he gonna know what Flo Jo did and what didn't what she did and didn't do. So to have somebody that exactly. was like a coach too and like ran that's gonna be on the film, I, there's there's promise to this, and I think it opens the door to 
hopefully more track and field movies being made. Yeah, and then one more thing on the Tiffany Haddish, like you, you said, her husband is is directing. Yeah, he's he's like helping helping with he's the, helping with the I'll movie. So obviously, I, I think that he he knows Flo Jo's personality. Yeah. So maybe Tiffany Haddish's acting styles and how she is. Maybe I don't know much about Flo Jo's personality wise, to be honest. So maybe Tiffany Haddish fits that, you know? Yeah. So like, yeah, like let's give it a chance, bro. Like I, I'm honestly super stoked Me to too. see what it's gonna be like. Yeah. And Joshua, you made like that post a couple weeks ago about like what's a movie you would want to see, and Flojo was one of them. So to see it come into life is awesome. Yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna be dope. I'm gonna be excited. I'm gonna be watching it. And you also need to watch Loki. This ain't a plug, but Sisters on Track. Sisters on Track, I believe that's the name of it, on Netflix coming out June 24th. June 24th on Netflix. Check that out too. A lot of there's a lot of track going on this year, bro. It's exciting, but yeah, bro. That's that's the first episode of season two of the Two Black Runners podcast. Hope y'all like it. Liked it. This was for all the for the real ones out there, and I really just do appreciate everybody coming on out here, man. Yeah, I'm just wondering, bro. Do we got any new? Uh, we got any any new? Um, what's it called? I'm sorry, I'm putting in full track. Any new, uh, like, uh, reviews that we could read right now or something? Nah, we don't got any new reviews, but all, all that right. means to say that y'all need to be reviewing. Y'all need to be rating. We trying to be the number one track podcast in the world. Hey. <laughs> no, but for real, though, we appreciate everybody listening uh, this far into the podcast. Um, every time we do a podcast, we say this, but we really do appreciate y'all. Y'all keep us going through all the hurdles that we, and all hurdles and obstacles we face this year. You know, you all really are the fuel to our, our passion. So appreciate y'all listening or watching on YouTube. We're going to continue to press forward, man. Um, and if you if you can find the time, you know, rate us, uh, leave a review. And uh, if you're not already, go follow us on Instagram at 2 Black Runners. Follow us on Instagram at uh, underscore running report underscore. I don't think that other Instagram is ever coming back. But um, tragic, bro. Tragic. Appreciate it. Yeah, just appreciate it. Hey, but y'all. they've been killing it. The Instagram's going up right now. It Instagram's is. going up. We're I back, really baby. do do appreciate it and the engagement that we get from y'all. So yeah, if you can review it, review it, leave a comment, uh, check us out wherever you want to check us out. Follow me and Aaron on Instagram or Twitter if if you want, if you would like to. We post some some cool stuff at times. And yeah, bro, I really we really do appreciate you guys and we, we can't wait to give you guys more content, more love, yes, sir. and more everything this season. If you want anything, if you want to see anything, or you think we should review or interview anybody, hit us up in the DMs. Rate in, in your review, comment, or whatever. Let us know. We'll see it, and we'll definitely take it into account. I think we got to get Tiffany Haddish, bro. I'm about to shoot the DM. For real, though. <laughs> for real. Steph Curry with the shot, boy. Hey, but thanks for you guys coming on. That was another Two Black Runners podcast. See you guys next Two Black Tuesday.